Welcome to Uncorked, the podcast brought to you by Team Corker, where we bring forth and uncork great stories from remarkable people around the world. And today, uh, I'm Matt Corker, and today I have the opportunity of introducing and sharing this spark plug of a leader that I got to meet uh, a couple of years ago, Nancy Perry from Big Power Yoga and the New Space Leadership, all the way from Houston, Texas. So welcome to the Uncorked, Nancy. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Matt. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. And you're in Texas right now, yes? In Houston, Texas right now. Yep. It's about 80 degrees and sunny. So it is not 80 degrees and sunny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But tell me, tell, tell everyone on the podcast, like, how are you spending most of your days these days? Oh, it's a great question. So I get that question a lot. Like, what are you up to today? And I'm like, wow, what am I up to today? It's like, it's exciting and it's kind of boring and it's just, and it's also awesome. So a few things have changed as of recently for me. So I'm newly pregnant. I'm 15 weeks pregnant, (laughs) (laughs) which has uh, really impacted my schedule and my life and how I do things in a great way. You know, I, I really tend to be in, in bed by 930 up by 5.30 a.m. type person. And right now I'm an in bed at 9.30 and up at 8 a.m. type person. Mm-hmm. So my life has shifted a lot. And um, and what that has given me is really the blessing to step back and um, really provide the foundation for what I'm up to in my entrepreneurial world. So like you mentioned, uh, one of those businesses, and it's really my foundational business, my first love, my just the bread and butter of everything that I and we and the people in my life have created. It's called Big Power Yoga. So we've got two studios in Houston, one studio in Denver, Colorado. And then from that has spawned a few other entrepreneurial ventures. One of those that you mentioned is the New Space Leadership. We do vision and goals and transformational self-leadership curriculum. Then we have another yoga studio in Steamboat, Colorado called Out Here Yoga, and that's a different concept. So my partner and I, Laura Rust, have partnered with someone else, Shannon Crow, who's there running that. And then we've also recently launched our retreats company called Live Alive Adventures, and Laura and I have partnered with another woman named Amara DePaul Torres. And then we've got a few other various things that are happening in this umbrella, under this umbrella that we're now calling Big and Good. So right now, my time is really spent really honestly discovering what all of these brands are about and how they're all integrated and really giving them the freedom to have their own life. And what that looks like for me on the day-to-day right now is being in a lot of different conversations and really practicing trusting a lot of people, which is different for me. You know, even a few months ago, what I would really be doing is being at the forefront of things, teaching a lot of yoga, leading a lot of workshops, leading a lot of retreats. And with the pregnancy and with just the natural timing of things, my day-to-day is now looking like stepping back and allowing all of these things to have their own life and just providing what's needed for that to happen. So working a lot from home, actually. (laughs) So let me get this straight. You you not only have established businesses that you're overseeing, you're also launching new businesses and 
helping others launch businesses around the United States? Yes. Okay. Yes, so that, that's correct. <laughs> I was like, you said that in like the nicest way that you are responsible for <laughs> really in increasing your impact and really growing what started as a like dream and passion in Houston is now spreading across the United States and now with your retreat business, the world. Mm-hmm. And so when did you know that it was time to create something new outside of big power yoga? You know, the work of opening big power yoga really started through my participation with light your leadership, which was then called I goal you, which I found through being a, a Lululemon ambassador. So opening big was something that I knew that I wanted to do. I was teaching at six different studios in Houston, yet I didn't have a business background. I didn't have a ton of money sitting around to open a business. I didn't really consider myself someone who had the capabilities to run a business, although I wanted to. So it was through getting introduced to this vision and goal work that I was able to see that the only reason I wasn't doing it was out of fear. So in being able to see that and then having the support of this work that really had me be able to trust in myself, we were able to open the studio, my partner, Laura and I, and really from the beginning, Laura and I knew that we were going to be much more than a yoga studio. We were going to be um, a center, a learning center, an empowerment center, a place where people could come and share their own vision and their own goals. And we always knew that we would want to hire a lot of people to be able to give people the freedom to be able to have careers that they love. And then as we opened our business, we found that we were just so passionate about entrepreneurship that we wanted to open a lot of different streams. And at, at first we thought that they would be really all under big power yoga and then though, as things start to grow and different members of our community started to become empowered and have the same experience that we had to really see a vision and want to create it, we started to partner with people. And as we did that, it was clear to us that, okay, what we created isn't the same thing that we're creating with Amara. And what we created isn't the same thing that we're creating with Shannon. And, and it gave us the freedom to be like, yeah, these are different things. They're similar, yet they're different. So. Our vision originally started with doing a lot under one brand. And then once our community grew, that's when we really saw that it was time to allow things to shift and change. So I'd say that that was about, we've been open for six years is when we started big. So I'd say that was about two years ago that we really had this vision of it being something way bigger than Laura and I and way bigger than Big Power Yoga. And as you experienced this, realization of this is what I want for my life. This is the vision that I have for myself, my business, my community. What um, you mentioned that there was this element of fear holding you back. Can you like tell us more about like, what was the actual fear? What were you afraid of? Oh my gosh, so much, anything and everything. So when we opened big, I was 27 years old and I didn't have an, I never graduated from school. I didn't have an undergraduate degree and I had never considered myself to be someone who was financially responsible. I never considered myself someone who was um, great with math or numbers or management. I experienced myself as being actually quite creative and actually unmanageable in my life, (laughs) which, uh, you know, really led to me dropping out of school and 
not getting good grades and becoming isolated from my family to some degree, um, which is all very whole and complete. Now I have the best family in the world. And what happened as a result of just the way I had experienced myself in my life up until that point was just, I just had a lot of shame and a lot of fear around being like really just trusting myself to be able to actually do it. I didn't experience myself as someone who ever followed through on something. I didn't experience myself as someone who could keep money moving and keep that type of thing happening. And when I really got really through my yoga practice and really like the commitment to my yoga practice is what had me start to see that that stuff wasn't, wasn't me and it wasn't true. And I could see that yet it was still paralyzing. And um, yeah, please. One of the things that I love is like, as a yoga teacher, I'm like, yes, of course. It's like, you see it on the mat. And what I recognize is not everyone that listens to this podcast would understand like, what did, what does it mean to see something as you like consistently get to your mat? Oh man. Oh man. That is, I remember when I first started practicing, just having the experience of being in an extended side angle pose for like 30 breaths and being like, this is the hardest thing I have ever done or in this hot, sweaty room packed with people. And I really had the experience of like, wow, if I can do this, I can do anything. And it was because I could just so clearly see my thoughts. I could so clearly hear that you have to come out. You can't do this. You can't do this. You have to come out. You're not strong enough. And through being able to actually hear that, I was able to see that that wasn't me. And that like, wow, if I'm saying that here in a yoga pose, where else am I saying that? And that's, that's what my mat is for me. It's like just a check-in. Like, what am I really saying about things, you know, and myself. I, you're, I'm like, I wish you could see me. I'm grinning ear to ear. <laughs> <laughs> I, and for me, it's a yoga mat. So I relate a lot. And, you know, my sister Steph is a triathlete and for her, it's the bike, you know, it's yeah. the, whatever allows me to move my body gives me that experience and check-in moment to say, where else does this show up? Like, where else do I want to grit and bear it? Or where else am I wanting to give up? And I don't need to. Exactly. And where else haven't I even given myself the possibility of succeeding? Like, where have I just said, oh, it's not even possible. Right. And that's where I was. And it's so cool to hear, like, um, oftentimes people will uh, look at their life and say, oh, well, I want all of these things, but... I didn't get a degree and I'm not certified in this. And here's all these things that I need before I'm ready to get that vision or live into that vision. And so, you know, through your new space leadership, tell me about some of the conversations you've had with people who are like, I have to get something first before I can actually declare what I want or live into what I want. Yeah. I, in my experience, that is most people, right? And what <laughs> I'm putting <laughs> my hands here, I'm like, yep, been there. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's where I was. And, uh, you know, that's why I think that I can relate to it. And though, that's why the new space leadership exists. Like, we, we're for those people who know it's time for a change, who know that there's something better, yet they're feeling a little stuck, yet they don't really yet see how. So 
my experience in working with people that are having that um, experience of reality is, um, let's see, it's really that they've spent most of the time just talking to themselves about it rather than being supported by a community. Hmm. Uh, like a community who actually supports them and believes in them. And I think that that's what the light your work, which is what the new space is based in gave to me. It's like, Oh, here's a bunch of other people who are listening to me as a possibility. So that's what I'm committed to and that I'm committed to providing and that I've actually experienced works is people know what to do. People know what they're capable of and that sometimes it just takes you or me or you, whoever's listening, right? And someone just to listen and to get it. And the more people that can listen and get it and believe in it, the more likely we are to actually do it. I love that. And what I love specifically, it's like sometimes when I'm hanging around people that don't believe in me and don't see what I could, like what I really want to get up to in the world as an option or as a possibility, um, then I believe that. Right. And what you're saying is like you create these spaces for people to surround each other with like, hey, I believe in you. And just that simple act is on, is partly transformational in and of itself. Exactly. It's just creating that environment where people can start to see for themselves what they're capable of and start to see for themselves where they've put up boundaries, right? And then having, right, it's creating that space and then just ensuring that the conversations are in alignment with possibility versus the past or anything else. So often we talk about the like personal board of directors, the people that you would go to for insight or advice or support when you're making these big new decisions. Do I open up a new brand? What does it look like? So who are the people that you surround yourself with when it's time to make one of those big choices? Oh, it's such a great question. Yeah, that's an awesome question. So I've got a community of people in my life for sure that I know share the same commitment as me. So that would be, you know, my business partner, Laura, that would be my husband, who's my biggest supporter. And then there's a few people within um, my company at big and our other companies that have just are my closest friends that, you know, we share the same commitment. So luckily we get to be a sounding board for each other. And then there's the people outside of that who are really my teachers and my mentors, like uh, Suzanne Conrad, the founder of Light Your Leadership. She's someone who I know will always listen to me and listen for what's possible and really point out what she sees really clearly. Mm. And so from a business perspective and a spiritual perspective, she's someone who I go to all the time. And from an entrepreneurial standpoint and really a branding standpoint, um, Aaron Anderson of Live Big Co. is someone that I really come to rely on for giving me a fresh perspective on business and brand and is what I'm doing coming across in the way that I want it to? Am I being effective? And she's a really huge support system for me in that way. Oh, I love that. Shout out to Whistler. Yes. All the way from Houston, Texas. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so beneficial to have people, like, people from different worlds with the same commitment. Yeah. So what's the biggest lesson that you recently learned? What's one of the lessons that you're like, wow, I I really, and maybe it's something that you're still learning right now. 
Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, whoa, great question. <laughs> Maybe I can learn something right now. Um, let's see. Well, you know, one thing that's really present for me right now, and it, partially because we were talking about it right before our call, right, right before we hit record, is with being pregnant and being newly pregnant, that was a goal that my husband and I had for a while, for about five years. And we weren't having success um, in the ways that we tried. And what we finally ended up doing was going the in vitro fertilization route. And I was sharing with you, Matt, that one of the things that kept me from going that route was, uh, and it's all over here with me, was the perceived stigma, like the stigma that I believe that people have around that going that route, especially for someone in my industry. I'm doing yoga and I'm doing vision and goals and mindfulness and you know the gems of excellence work and working to heal myself in a lot of different ways. So why aren't I able to do this on my own? Why haven't I found a better way? So it was out of some judgment on myself and then also perceived judgment and stigma from others. And really though, like those were the two surface reasons, which were pretty heavy. They felt really real. And then when I look another layer down, one of the things that I had done to myself was I had made myself feel guilty for not being able to have a child in the normal way. Uh, when I grew up, I was very athletic, used my body in a lot of different ways. And as I got older, I started to struggle with eating disorders and didn't treat my body in the best way. So I had this, what I will now I'm willing to say an incorrect belief that it was the way I treated myself that wasn't allowing me to get pregnant. So in that paradigm, I was making myself incredibly guilty. Mm. And when I was, when I was making myself guilty and I wasn't able to forgive myself, I didn't have a choice. I had to try to do it the holistic way. I had to try to do it the um, traditional way because I had messed up and it was my fault and I didn't deserve to have it a different way. So it wasn't until I really, with the help of Suzanne and the work of Lightyear and the work of the Gems of Excellence, is that I was able to say, I'm not guilty, I'm innocent. Right? Mm -hmm. And just starting to be able to say, I'm innocent, freed me up to actually be able to make the choice that was correct for me. So the lesson that I learned there is that when I hold myself as guilty, I'm not free to choose. When I don't remember that I'm innocent, I don't really have a choice in my life. So it's always remembering that I have the choice to restore myself back to in innocence so I can really make the choice that I need to, to be able to fulfill on what I came here to do. I'm like moved mainly because oh. obviously Chad and I are going the in vitro route as well um, to start our own family, but more so by like the, your commitment to not just do different things but to look at why am I perceiving them to be the way they are? Mm. And it's not in the like, okay, we'll try this and we'll try that. And I can like do this other thing. And really it's who you were for yourself that mattered the most. Mm. And I really got like, you know, being the victim didn't give you the choice that you needed. 
Exactly. And it just has me see, okay, well, well, good to know where else, where else am I doing that? (laughs) Oh, my word. And so, you know, with this new baby growing in you and new businesses growing, like this is like a time of like expansion. And part of me is like, how are you keeping grounded, girl? <laughs> like, what do I you know. do in the morning? Like, tell me about the things that, like, keep your two feet on the ground. Sure. Those things would be, well, I have a handful. So one of those things is working, uh, doing my Gems of Excellence work, which I was introduced to through Suzanne and was founded by Dorothy Wood SBO and Matt, you know, uh, about the about the Gems yeah, of Excellence well. work. So that's a body of work that has to do with, um, you know, de-stressing my field and making sure that I'm clear and that I can be responsible and that I can be in choice. So that's a body of work that I really take the time um, every morning. It's the first thing that I do Mm. is I do some of my practices and my techniques and I do, you know, I don't, I actually don't meditate. I'm not a meditator. Um, which is also oh gosh, a common like create a team that's like med- like yoga teachers that don't meditate. We're like, oh gosh, like am I a horrible person? And the reality is like, no, I just don't meditate. You know, right? Exactly. <laughs> I just said it one time. I was saying to someone, I was like, when is like the appropriate time for me to come out of the closet about this? And I used to, and I just don't anymore. <laughs> so, and the gems of excellence really provides for me that space to really check in with God check in with myself, pause, listen, and do that. And that practice for me in the mornings is the most grounding. Mm. And then there's the things that I love to do. First thing in the morning when I wake up, I put on music. First thing, that helps me. Then there's getting on my mat. Any sort of physical activity um, grounds me. And um, spending time with the people that are the most important to me also ground me. And... What I've really given myself to is putting some structures into my day to make sure that I can always do those things in the morning. And that for the most part, of course, it's not perfect, but I really do shut down at night. And that's been huge Mm -hmm. huge for me to really stay grounded and remember what's important as things are always changing and never never perfect. I love it. Okay, we're coming up on our time. So um, the last question that I have for you and for all our guests that we have on the Uncork podcast is what's making your heart beat faster? And so you get to answer and then I'll answer and we'll wrap it up. So what's okay. making your heart beat faster these days, Nance? Yay. Uh, you know, the thing that makes my heart beat faster and the fastest always is helping someone else take a leap or taking a leap myself. And usually that you know, setting a big goal and going for it. And the thing that fires me up about it the most is when I get to do it with someone else or when I get to support someone else and taking a leap that seems a little uncertain. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, what's making my heartbeat faster right now in this moment is uh, there's a really cool studio called here in Vancouver called Turf um, <sighs> that I started just teaching or I just started teaching um, yoga in recently and uh, we've been working with them for quite a number or before they even opened their doors and now they're turning one and it's just wow. incredible to see like hearing you talk about big power yoga and the expansion into new businesses and new things I just like I'm really in the presence of like holy cow like this could be 
you know, you're setting a trajectory that others could see as possibilities for themselves as well. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like more turfs in the world. It just got my heartbeat faster. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I've heard the best things about turf. I cannot wait to come to Vancouver and take your class and check it out and eat all the food. Have <laughs> a great time. <laughs> well, we can't wait to host you. Nancy, thank you so much for being on Uncorked with us today. And um, until next time, go play big. Same to you, Matt. Thank you so, so much for hosting me. It was so much fun. Appreciate it so much. Thanks.